Joining us now over Zoom is Emeritus Professor. Um, kia ora, Amanda. Thank you for joining us on the show. Kia ora, Good to see you. Uh, my first question will be, has America, America has fallen into what some may describe as a drift into um, gerontocracy, which is a government based on rule by old people. Is this dangerous, especially considering the US is a great power and has a lot of political, economic and military might? Ah, great question. Well, first of all, we have to acknowledge that America is dangerous. Um, it's just too rich and it's too powerful for its own good, uh, period. Um, but then I'd have to say, I don't think America has fallen into anything. Mm-hmm. And um, we're also not quite close to a, a gerontocracy, which is ruled by the old. Um, what's happened is American voters are, have elected older senators to represent them. And we might ask why. Um, well, American voters, voters, like voters all around the world, are getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, so most likely they're electing people who look like them. Then the next question is, is this inherently dangerous? And I'm here to say that not electing an older person to represent you is not necessarily dangerous. It depends, of course, on who that person is. And, and we can get into details on this if you want. But for now, older people vary tremendously. It depends on which one you elect. Mm-hmm. I guess on the other side of that, both here and in the United States, do you think the youth are getting a fair enough chance at running in a a political capacity? No, um, absolutely not. Not so in the United States, where our Constitution requires that senators be at least 30, Mm -hmm. presidents be at least 35, and representatives be at least 25. At least in Aotearoa, you, you can be 18 and be prime minister. Um, you also have to be, of course, 18 to be a member of parliament. Um, so, it's, so it's much better where you are. But in the United States, uh, youth, per se, absolutely don't have a shot. And could you please explain to our listeners some of the scientific signs that an older person might be less able to govern or hold those roles of responsibility? Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, there are established cognitive tests um, the, there's a famous clock test where they ask you to draw a clock and then give the time on the clock. If you fail that test, it's um, widely considered an indication of pretty serious um, cognitive impairment. So that's a really handy, inexpensive test that might indicate a person wasn't qualified to govern. There are also other more sophisticated cognitive tests as well. But, you know, there's this article that actually you're producer introduced me to um, where Hans Forsel um, looked at various aged leaders around the world and he offered some really interesting signs that a leader might be a little too demented Mm -hmm. um, to to hold office. Yeah, I thought some of these were really great. Um, For example, using what he called ideological phrases instead of focused pragmatism. You know, if somebody's just going and and parroting words instead of solving problems, yeah, I think they're probably not suited to govern. Um, Another indicator is pride in past achievements. Hmm. That, that too. I mean, if you're living in the past, yeah. uh, you're probably not going to help us much in the future. 
what else do they have? They have, um, oh, this is a good one, a tightly knit manipulative entourage pursuing their own interests. I mean, I don't know how that reflects the cognitive impairment of the leader, but it yeah. certainly is not a good sign. Uh, it's a sign that there's a problem mm -hmm. somewhere in paradise. So, yeah, so, so that's just a few approaches that... Are you still there, Amanda? Yeah, I'm still here. That Sorry. was interesting. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, my my next question is, do you think there are social changes that an older person experiences as a result of aging? And furthermore, do you believe that this may hinder the effectiveness of political regimes if, say, a caucus or a senate is generally older? Oh, that's. I think that's a great question. Um, thank you. Let's see. Um, yes, absolutely. There are social pressures that hit a person when they start looking older. It doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, it's how old you look that really seems to influence this social aging process. And when you have someone who's embedded in a deeply ageist culture um, that, that tells them over and over that they're not capable, um, that they can't do what they're setting out to do, that they're simply too old, um, that actually does erode a person's abilities and it, if nothing else, it erodes their confidence in themselves. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, as I think about that, I think, well, maybe older politicians aren't the older people who are most likely to suffer from a lack of confidence. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. Um, but here's, here's the thing. Um, everybody experiences social pressures as we age, but people respond to those pressures differently. And that's kind of a major theme for me. Older people are not all the same. In fact, they're more different than young people. Um, so, so yeah, it, there seems to be something kind of inherent in this question that suggests that age itself would hinder a political regime and that older par older people don't care about the future, they don't care about the young, that there's something about age that makes someone unqualified, and, and I'm kind of resisting that. I don't think that's true. Well, you kind of just touched on it then, but with issues like the rise of technology, globalization, and of course climate change being you know very present issues, do you think it leads to an older person's political tendencies, because of their long line of experiences, to be somewhat negligent of these contemporary issues? Again, you know, I hate to be a, a, a broken record, but I think they vary tremendously. Um, so, for example, there actually a, a man recently died who throughout his 90s was a radical environmental demonstrator. He would chain himself to oil pipelines and he was arrested over and over again. And what he said was, um, you know, at my age, this is what I absolutely have to do. Um, so, and there are other examples. I've, I've just finished a book on older, with a chapter on older activists, and those older activists are doing it for the young people. They don't expect to live forever, mm -hmm. um, but you you kind of have to keep in mind that most old people have young people in their lives if not family, certainly dear friends. So it's not like an old person lives in a vacuum and only cares about themselves. Um, there certainly are some old people who seem to be living in the past and who seem not to care at all. Um, but I think it's unfair to my generation <laughs> to suggest that we're all like that. Yeah. You kind of fought back against the just the age thing. So I'm interested to hear your take on this here. Do you think okay. there should be an upper limit 
of the ages of these influential influential um, politicians? Ah, uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. It's not to be predictable, yeah. but but no, I was thinking about that because um, I mean, yeah, if I could have kept Trump out of office, you know, he's he's seventy seven. Mm-hmm. I would have put the limit at seventy five, but then. <laughs> I would have lost Bernie Sanders. Yeah. It was really quite fun. And I would have lost Elizabeth Warren. I would have lost mm-hmm. even Joe Biden, who may be controversial, but but he sure beat Trump, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, so no, I don't think there's a reasonable age. And partly I say that because there's this historical trend that you might want to be aware of, which is that older people are getting healthier and healthier and better educated as generations go on, mm-hmm. as as nations maintain their affluence, as we learn more about preventive medicine. So like today's generation of old people, their bodies work better and their minds work better than my grandparents' generation. Okay. And you guys will be even smarter when you get ancient like us. Yeah. And my final question here, you've kind of touched on it there, but for yeah. these politicians, do you think, you know, they should be examined regarding the fitness, you know, both physically but also mentally to ensure that they have that capability to govern? That's a really good question. And I, I, I think, well, you know, everybody should be examined every year, yeah. bottom line, particularly after you're 60, but I think throughout adulthood. So, but the, so, so inherent in that question is that, A, they should be required to report the results and be that the results would have some kind of implication for them. So I'm kind of resisting that. Partly, I'll tell you why. It's because in America, at least, we have a hard time finding good politicians, you know? And it's like every barrier that we put, I think, keeps out a bunch of brilliant people. So if we add that barrier, some people are just not going to bother because it's, it becomes it just becomes one more reason not to run. So I'm reluctant to make it a requirement. But on the other hand, maybe you know maybe we should have them pass a history test or something or a citizenship test. Maybe each country should have every politician pass the same tests that they run immigrants through in order to get yeah. citizenship. Yeah. And then if they don't pass that, then I would say, no, let's let's leave them out. Yeah. That was the Radio 191 event podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.